The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A reputational security firm called RiskEye is providing a new service for principals of schools as cases of bullying and intimidation from parents and pupils move from the classroom to online. Now, a pilot of the system, which ran from October, aimed to help principals and teachers to moderate distressing issues such as parody accounts and possible reputational damage. Joining me in studio from the National Association of Principals is Rachel O'Connor and RiskEye CEO and founder Nicola Byrne. Good morning and welcome to you both. So let's talk, Rachel, first of all, about the problem. What is happening? Yeah, Pat, I suppose it's it's a problem that's happening in such force that we weren't really expecting it. Obviously, with the dawn of social media um, and technology in schools and the use of device in schools across the board, that very often teachers are, you know, at their wits end dealing with problems that are happening online student versus student. But more and more when we deal with schools, we see that it's not unique to student versus student, that it can be student versus teacher, teacher versus teacher, principal and teacher in an argument or in, you know, egregious conversations with each other. And that has the potential to move online. So at NAPD, through our conversations, we feel that although like it's a layer of support, that in our conversations with RiskEye, this layer of support for our principals and deputy principals, in terms of when it happens, in the event that it does happen, and there have been situations that have taken place that RiskEye have helped us with, that we need another layer of support for something that we simply weren't prepared for 10 yeah. years ago. Now, uh, without naming names, obviously, and, you know, any resemblance to persons living and dead, etc., etc., um, <laughs> The kind of things that arise. Yeah, some of the most common things that arise are um, vexatious and scurrilous Google reviews that can damage, potentially damage the reputation of a school. And particularly around enrolment time, you know, we're all in school and our principals and deputy principals are doing their very, very best. We're doing the best job that we can do. But something might happen that's outside of the control of the school and all of a sudden the school becomes the blame of whatever incident that may have happened in a community. And so RiskEye are helping school leaders then deal with these really potentially damaging um, Google reviews that are out there. Oh, OK, so, so, I mean, you do get the grading in the Sunday papers of of schools and that, that tends to be based on how many of the kids went on to universities and which universities mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fact-based, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It, it's flawed, mm-hmm. but it's fact-based. Sure, sure. Um, but this kind of stuff is anecdotal and possibly untrue. Absolutely. it's un- In a lot of cases, it's unfounded. Absolutely, there may be some truth in it, but we always find that the first line of defence is having a conversation with the school. The first line of defence is having um, a meeting with the principal or the deputy principal or whoever it is the issue is with, rather than, you know, that we go out and we type a Google review that's potentially damaging to a school and a whole school community. So again, it's 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 a layer of support that, that we've brought in that coaches and mentors that is coaching and mentoring our principals through, for example, if they come across an egregious um, Google review like that. Now, what are the parody accounts? So a parody account, I mean, they're very common. You'd see them on particular platforms. So, for example, a very common name, Skullvira, just to, to use a common no. name. And then another Skullvira account is set up using the school's crest. And then it's you know, using uh, often comedic, but then insulting memes about teachers and information that's factually untrue about the school. And so um, RiskEye have helped us with, RiskEye and Mason Hayes Curran were encouraging schools to trademark their school logo or their school name so that then platforms are more compelled to take down information that's more damaging about a school. Because uh, there's lots of comedy stuff online and, uh, you know, uh, people who take the mick out of all sorts of uh, public figures and so on. And they won't take down that stuff if it's funny and if it's not 
you know, an incitement to hatred or whatever the law might yeah, be. Yeah. yeah but no, a school can go and say, hang on, this is a parody account and they will say, sorry. Um, who are you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And within each platform, there are thresholds of, of there are thresholds, I suppose, and parameters that they use to interpret the level of potential damage that could take place. So in fairness, like we're all human and, there, you know, a bit of comedy every now and then lightens the soul. But when it's potentially reputational damage to a school or personally towards one of our members, a principal or a deputy principal, that's when we feel that we... Okay, but when you trademark uh, your school logo, mm-hmm. then that's yours and no one else can use it. Yeah. Yeah. So then the decision then is with the school whether they're going to um, whether they're going to um, get in touch with the platform to have the content removed or not. They may not want it removed in, in terms that it may not be doing any harm potentially. Yeah. But again, it's just another piece of compelling. And perhaps it can be a know. safety valve uh, exactly. if, if they take the sure. make out of uh, sports day or whatever it might be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so Nicola, tell me about Riskai first of all and then how it actually works in practice. Okay, so for the last 10 years, we've been arguing the case that we're part of the cyber family, but nobody wanted to play because it was all going to be algorithms were going to be geniuses and AI was going to be the saving grace. So for 10 years, we've ploughed along reading the Internet in real time, capturing conversations to, from and about. When we capture those conversations, we bring them in and then to rules and criteria dependent on the client, we ascertain risk, pure risk, not good risk, not bad risk. Just risk. That is a threat. That is not a threat. That is a customer problem that could escalate. That is something that could cause emotional hurt or physical hurt. So we work through each and every risk for every single client. And then we action those risks to the right person at the right time. And then we mitigate those risks in real time. And the skill that we brought to the table is that over 10 years, having read all this data, you recognise that at each end of this equation is a person, a person publishing or a person programming a bot or a person reading. And in between, you have to work out what the rules of the data is, what the rules of this new language is, because the Internet is like a child. We all learn to speak English as a child. We all learn how to speak fluently. We get to seven or eight and someone says, oh, look, here's the structure of language. Here's a vowel, a vowel, a a noun, a a verb, etc. So when we get all those, we've recognised that we've learned the rules of the internet. So we can now give that back to people to help them. So we can say, well, actually, so Rachel took the advice of, Rachel, get a trademark because now I have more power when I go into the platforms because trademarks are sacrosanct and you cannot use my trademark to hurt me. There's rules, very clear, determined rules. So in fairness to everybody... Is that the law or is that just the rule accepted by the platforms? No, no, it's an actual law. So trademark is quite a powerful law and and in defence of the the platforms, there are lots of rules there and if you argue your case fairly, they will implement the rules. Then there's community values, whole different ballgame. Then there's people behaviour, what people are likely to do online, how language on the Internet itself is evolving. So if I'm present with you at the moment, you have 100 percent to me. You have tone, 38 percent, body language, 55 percent, words, only 7 percent. So we're all putting this 7 percent onto the Internet and we're trying to communicate and everybody's reading their own 93% back into it, whatever mm. mood they're in. So we can never agree yeah. on common I data. Mean, the, the simple thing, if you think of an emoji, yeah. you know, what does that actually mean? And if someone puts it, it can change the whole changes uh, col- colour of the, the words that have just been printed. So we are now in a situation where we can all speak fluent digital because all these platforms have spent an awful lot of money trying to make advertising sell to their platforms and they're amazing at it and they've worked on every human shortcut that we have. They've made this seamless. Our job now is to go back and unpick all that. So thankfully, 
Europe has finally made it law and they brought out the first Digital Operations Resilient Act. Now, they're only going to apply it from January 17th next year to the financial sector, which is everything to touch as money. Um, So accountants, banks, insurance companies. But it finally qualifies the piece of this that you can't see, can't hold and can't touch, which is misinformation, disinformation and social engineering. And so what we've been working on for 10 years, we found ourselves accidentally the owners of all the expertise because everybody else has been trying to write programs to do AI to recognise a risk, but it can't because it doesn't know subjectively what a risk means because mm. it's quite a complex set of values and culture and, you know, as Rachel said, if a parody account isn't that bad, well, let's leave it. It's not doing any harm, but where's the threshold? Who decides where the line crosses? Yeah, and AI is not going to do that. No, only a human being can do that. So, Collecting conversations as well of people talking behind your back, that's quite complex. You know, the people are changing the language. So instead of saying cake, they might say C-K-E. But as a human being, you can fill in the closure gap. But if you keep moderating language like that, then even the AI can't keep up with how they're creating these new languages. And these kids speak to each other outside of our known control. So while we are really old and we have learned real life stuff, the kids that are following us have only learned everything from the internet and they're faster, quicker, sharper, more digitally apt than we'll ever be. And it's difficult if you're a principal to stay on top is what rights do I have? You know, am I allowed look for that child in the classroom? Is everybody a suspect when they take out their telephone? And we can't keep that suspicion going. So we level that pitch. Okay, now give us a a practical example again without mentioning uh, individuals or identifying people but the kind of thing that would happen and then how you would advise and react. OK, so let us just pretend that a child uh, bullies another child and they do it really cleverly. So they stand four people up to take a picture, but they only ever publish three. And the child being bullied knows that it was the one cut out, yeah. as do the other people in the picture. And it's not a technological problem. It's a real life vicious problem. And the child is literally getting smaller and smaller and smaller and they know and eventually they confide to a teacher and the teacher confides to the principal going, we have an issue. What do we do? They're not, you know, there's no physical, you know, they're not stealing their bag. They're not stealing their lunch money. They're not hitting them. They're, they're mentally abusing them. How do I stop it? So in that case, we come in and we write down a strategy and we show them the language and the how. And then we give that to the principal and then he gets choices. Do I talk to the teacher, educate the teacher? Do I talk to the child? What's my strategy for the parents when they come in and claim my child's been bullied and you've done nothing to help? And they can go, well, actually, I have a report from Risk Eye. This is how it's occurring. This is what we must do to fix it. This is how we protect you, the children, the principal and the school. Because there's legal, real world consequences to all this. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't bully kids and kids can't bully other kids. But it's very hard with digital to catch Children it. have died. Absolutely. And they get hurt emotionally. So the UK define online harm as physical hurt or emotional hurt. That's what's beautiful about the new law is that emotional hurt is kind of intangible to touch. And it's so vicious. It can happen to an adult. It can happen to a child. We're all victim to it. We're all connected to this one medium. And it's hard. I'm a text here. As a school principal, I'm currently being subjected to horrible online bullying, which is full of lies about me. I work about 60 hours a week and it's disheartening to be subjected to online abuse by an individual who basically didn't get their own way. Ring Rachel. Get in contact with us. OK, because Absolutely. That, that should not happen. No, because that is what's happened. The weaponization of it. And... And it's really clever. So sometimes it's very hard to get the platform to see the harm in it because it's out of context. So the AI can't see it as a string of events. 
it just sees one isolated mm-hmm. post and it does see no problem with that individual post. But when you join it to the like 10 posts either side of it, you suddenly yeah. see a pattern of behaviour. We document that pattern of behaviour. We show how it's happening and then we use it to sit down and have real world conversations or empower the principal to have meetings with his other fellow colleagues and go, look, there's the documentation. This is what we think is happening. Can you all see and help me fix this problem? Um, Rachel, I mean, without wanting to breach commercial confidentiality, I mean, it sounds like uh, it could be an expensive service. Um, well, obviously, I, I won't discuss the particulars of the contract, but what we've done, um, we're running it as a, a one year pilot phase with Risk Sky, and we've included it as part of our NAPD membership for over 1,200 okay. members across the country and then we'll review it. But our principals and deputies that have availed of the service so far have been incredibly happy with it and we see it as absolute bang for our buck for our members. What is happening is something that might start on Friday as a small issue between two students may become an incredibly complex online interfamilial issue by the time it comes back onto my desk on Monday morning. Okay. That could take weeks to unravel. So with Guide, they're helping us to expedite okay. And, and the, the, your, your annual sub? Is going to cover it. Uh, I mean, it's included uh, in our annual sub. Excellent. All right. Pat, can I just say one more thing there on that? It took us a long time to find a way to get this model to market. And Arik Insurance and and helped out by Aviva Insurance, believe it or not, and AIG a little bit in the beginning. Everybody has tried in the insurance industry to find us, to help us a way to get this in a way that the many can help the few when it happens. And ARIC offer a legal service policy that the NAPD already have. So with a solicitor in your pocket and this just fit beautifully next to it. Mm-hmm. So without ARIC who brought us to the table for the NAPD, we wouldn't have been able to help Rachel nor been able to find a way that, you know, the many can pay for the few to solve this problem. Well, well obviously it's uh, application this morning. We're talking about uh, school principals and assistant principals and so on. But clearly there are many applications for risk. Absolutely. Every organisation from the Guardian, nurses, childcare, accountancy, anything that has a has an organisation or, or something that supports them. Um, this is good for everybody. And oh. it brings real solutions. We're not just putting another piece of software and saying, look, fixed. It's really fixing. Uh, well, Nicola Byrne, Risk Guy CEO and founder, and Rachel O'Connor of the National Association of Principals, thank you both very much for joining us. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.